Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. In Gaza, images have now emerged of dozens of Palestinian men being tied up and stripped to their underwear and then blindfolded and being held by members of the Israeli Defense Force. In some cases, they're just being held outside. In others, there are images of them being placed in military trucks. Meanwhile, there's still no end to the violence that's been sparked by the Hamas attacks on Israel in which 1,200 people were killed. At least 15,000 Palestinians have been killed. I think that number may in fact be higher. It's now exactly two months since this round of this long-running conflict or dispute started. Professor John Stremlau is an honorary professor of international relations at Wits University. Professor Stremlau, good morning and thanks for your time. Thank you, Stephen. It seems that in the last two months, the sort of international uh, map of this conflict, if I can call it that, has really been redrawn. You almost see the world being split into two. One side supports the Palestinians, the other supports Israel. Well, look, at it's too soon to know, and you're not going to like that answer, so I can come back to it. But you're right. There has been a lot of changes, uh, certainly, uh, in the international alignments, and um, and yet uh, the the most important um, uh, first concern is that the plight of the Palestinian people uh, has become a, a major issue. So that the leadership of Hamas did get the Palestinian people back on the on the agenda, and it also showed the fallacy of the uh, Israeli thinking that they had uh, perfect uh, defenses and they've invested heavily and did the United States in those defenses. And and they were certainly penetrated uh, by the by the Hamas uh, people on the 7th of of October. So um, that that's that's been changed. But uh, then in the geostrategic sense, uh, China and Russia have uh, seen an opening, and and Ukraine is out of the uh, the headlines. The Abraham Accords that uh, we're going to nominate no, uh, normalize relations between uh, Arab states and and Israel are are dead in the water at least for the moment. So uh, there are major changes that seem to be in the news, but I can't, I I'm 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 still struck by the fact that uh, the, the the fundamentals. Uh, are are the same as they've always been. In other words, it's still the U.S. supporting uh, Israel, for example. It's still basically uh, the map may not have been redrawn. Just the, the you know someone's gone over the sort of uh, pen and just drawn it in slightly darker ink, perhaps. Well, I, I'm I'm talking. You're right about that, uh, Stephen. But I'm talking about a more fundamental eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, revenge. This is. Not as uh, as as um, uh, the editor of of the Daily Maverick said, a, 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 a medieval pro- problem. It's an Old Testament uh, problem. The Exodus book of Exodus, uh, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all have stories of eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And uh, what happened here was that uh, when when the the, the Palestinian leader. Yahya Sinar, Sinwar was in jail for 22 years. He plotted his revenge. And Benjamin Netanyahu bought into that revenge and has therefore sacrificed the civilian population of, of the, the Palestinian people for the sake of getting uh, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And you've got to break that syndrome. Nelson Mandela spent his 
27 years in jail, figuring out how to change the culture of South Africa. The, I, I don't care whether it's a one-state solution or a two-state solution. We've got to get out of this syndrome of eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And that goes back even before the Old Testament to Babylon. Um, in the short term, obviously, the main thing to do is to stop the conflict as it is now. And there are probably really only two factors that matter here. The one is the um, views of the, because because Israel's military seems to be so dominant, um, it's either what the, what the Israeli people want, and it goes straight back to what you've been saying, Professor, the sort of demand for their eye and their tooth. Um, and then you've got, um, and then you've got the United States. It seems to me for the moment that neither of those factors will shift in the short term, that in fact, Israel is probably going to continue this in Gaza for some time. Well, this is we don't know, Stephen, because if Yahya Sinwar was captured and killed, uh, maybe there would be enough pressure on Biden domestically and there would be enough pressure internationally to uh, promote a, a two state solution. Now, I don't like states rights. I'd like to have uh, 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 a framework that would allow Arabs and Israels to operate together in one state um, because they're, they're, they're on both sides of that divide. But if, if, if that's what it takes to get a short-term solution, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. But you've got to get um, somehow beyond this conflict. And I don't think that unless you can get rid of Bibi Netanyahu, which I think the Israeli people are prepared to do, but first, they have to get a Hamas leader, namely Yahya Sinwar uh, and, and, and his compatriots. But, but he, he, Yahya Sinwar is a very clever guy, and he was able to game Bibi Netanyahu to the point where he let his guard down, and there was the invasion on the October 7th. So, um, uh, you know, that, that's why it's too soon to know. In the meantime, of course, what this has done has really taken in some ways the pressure of Russia. Um, the United States seems to be almost distracted. Uh, that's got to be good news for the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. In other words, the conflict in the Middle East is having an impact on the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Well, it wouldn't be as good a news as, as getting Donald Trump elected. But nevertheless, yes, it is good news. Um, uh, the, 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 the Middle East countries are uh, scratching their heads right now because they did want to normalize relations, it appeared. Uh, and uh, Iran is back in the mix because they're, they're all sympathetic to the Palestinian people, or at least their peoples are sympathetic to the Palestinian peoples. Don't forget the, 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 the Middle East is the least democratic uh, region of the, of the global south. And so therefore, um, you know, you're, you're, you're always talking about leaders uh, that are uh, envious of other leaders rather than talking about the people, which is what the South African mindset uh, and the transition was all about, was changing the culture of this country from apartheid to something more inclusive. And, and that's what's got to happen in the Middle East, but it's not going to happen today or tomorrow. Professor John Stremlaub, thank you. Really do appreciate it. Honorary Professor of International Relations at Fitz University.